0: Imagine you're an artist with a unique style. People come to you because they want art that looks like something you would create. Generative models in machine learning are like these artists, aiming to produce new samples that resemble a given set of data. However, just as artists use different techniques and mediums, generative models also employ varied approaches to achieve their goal. So let's use this episode to dive into these approaches. There's actually three main approaches uh, to generative modeling. The first is called explicitly modeling the density function with constraints. Now, what does this mean? In this approach, we're trying to define the probability distribution of our data directly and explicitly. It's like trying to recreate the exact technique of an artist by observing and understanding their brush strokes, the kind of colors they use, etc. So let me give you an, an analogy that'll sort of help you understand this a little bit more. It's a bit like sketching with stencils. Uh, when you sketch with a stencil, you've already sort of got a predefined shape. You can't go outside the lines and the final image is always predictable. It's the shape of the stencil. Uh, In a similar way, uh, we're defining our data distribution within certain boundaries or certain constraints to ensure that it's not too complex to handle. So what is the outcome of this? Well, we get a density function that is manageable and can be worked with directly. By the way, a density function is just like a fancy mathematical function or fancy word. It's just a maths function that describes the likelihood of different outcomes. The second approach is called explicitly modeling an approximation of the density function. So these are like really long terms, but I'll try and break them down. Um, So what does this mean? here, instead of trying to model the exact probability uh, distribution of our data, we're kind of saying, okay, we're, we're we're happy for you to sort of get close to it. Um, so it's like trying to paint in the style of an artist, but without getting every detail perfect. And I'll give you another analogy. It's a bit like uh, drawing freehand, but then occasionally you have to use a ruler. So. Drawing freehand means you have more freedom and flexibility, but using a ruler from time to time ensures that you maintain some structure and you don't go too far off track. And similarly, in this approach, um, we're not strictly defining every detail of our data distribution, but we're ensuring it somewhat um, resembles the real distribution. So in terms of outcomes, we get an approximation of the density function that, while not perfect, is still close enough to the real thing and is manageable. And the last approach is implicitly modeling the density function. Um, This approach uh, means we don't try to define or approximate the probability distribution of our data directly. Instead, we focus on the process or the mechanism that generates the data and Again, as an analogy, think of ab- abstract art, for instance. Um, abstract art doesn't really represent reality accurately, right? I mean, at least for me, half of the time, I don't even understand what it's representing, but instead it's probably trying to capture emotions, ideas, or processes. And in a similar way, in this approach, we are more concerned with how the data is produced rather than you know, trying to pin down its exact distribution. So what's the outcome here? Well, we don't get a direct representation or approximation of the density function. Instead, we have a model or process that can generate new data samples that feel like they belong to the original dataset. So that's the three approaches. Um, They sort of offer different ways to tackle the challenge of generative modeling and they range from strict and defined methods to more flexible and process oriented ones. Each one has its um, strengths and applications, a bit like different artist techniques are suited for, I guess, various artistic expressions. Um, There's also various families of generative models, and these are obviously a hot topic of research right now. So these are probably constantly evolving. Um, and let's stick to our art analogy when we try to explain the, the sort of the similarities and differences between these. First, we have implicit density models. Um, think of these as like the abstract artists of the of the ML world. They don't provide a clear structure or pattern, but focus on the overall process. And a prime example is the generative adversarial network, or GAN. Um, So this has two neural networks. Uh, You can think of this as an artist and a critic, and they sort of work against each other to produce data that can't be distinguished from real data. Next, we have what are called tractable models. These are a bit like the classical artists who follow specific rules and techniques. Um, They have constraints that make the density function easy to calculate. And examples of these are autoregressive models. Um, So this is like an artist painting a scene from left to right. These models generate outputs in a specific sequence, such as a word by word or pixel by pixel. Um, We also have normalizing flow models. Um, And with this sort of imagine an artist who starts with a basic sketch and then refines it with um, layers of details. These models begin with a simple distribution and then apply functions to produce more intricate distributions. Another set of um, popular models are approximate density functions. Uh, These are a little bit like experimental artists, not really sticking to classical rules but using tools to guide their work. They uh, optimize an approximation of the density function, and examples are Variational Autoencoders, or VAEs, which we'll discuss in more detail in in another episode. And you can think of these as artists who sketch out a scene, they blur it out, and then they try to recreate the original. Um, VAEs introduce a latent variable and optimize an approximation of the joint density function. Then there's um, two more popular models uh, that we'll briefly discuss. There's energy-based models, Uh, These are a little bit like artists trying to use trial and error. And behind the scenes, these models use a Markov chain um, to sort of sample and approximate the density function. Uh, And then the the last quite popular model is the diffusion models. And you may have come across these when you've played around with photos um, or photo editing. Uh, For these, imagine an artist who sort of deliberately smudges a painting and then attempts to restore it. Uh, and these models work by gradually denoising a corrupted image. So, regardless of the approach or the model family, deep learning is the canvas on which these models paint. Um, deep neural networks and the ability to learn complex relationships from scratch are like the backbone of a lot of these sophisticated generative models. Um, they're a really important foundation uh, in this area. and you know, you really need to understand uh, this, this concept, uh, regardless of, you know, which sort of architecture or approach you, you, you'll end up using. So to summarize, um, we compared generative models quite a lot here to art. Um, and, you know, we said uh, each one has its sort of unique approach and style. Um, and we, we said some of them are a bit like sketching with, with precision or painting with guided freedom, or using sort of abstract masterpieces. But their goal is usually always the same, to produce new samples that resemble a given data set. Um, we also said that deep learning serves as their foundational sort of um, pillar, and it's a bit like the canvas upon which they create. Uh, from a practical perspective, it's quite important to understand some of this taxonomy, uh, as it's often you know used in Literature. Um, And, you know, uh, generative models are being used everywhere. Uh, In the entertainment sector, for example, GANs are used to create realistic video um, game environments. In healthcare, uh, VAEs have been used to generate synthetic medical data for research. And if you understand the right approach for a specific application, then that can obviously lead to more efficient and effective solutions.